Big Balls Bob. Not to be confused with Tiny Balls Todd. I do have a body. It's very fantastic. Uh, more of a temple, really, than a body. I can't tell if he's doing a bit or not. I'm glad you brought that, that point up because... Todd's a pussy. It's right next to Todd's OnlyFans. Todd's, it's on the internet. Yeah, Todd's not dumb. I tried to get in a high honors English class once, and they called my parents and were like, hey... Just tell him he can't do it. <laughs> it shows. It really shows. I'm a dumbass, and I'm sorry. The first time you've been let out of mom's basement, right? Oh, no, I'm still in mom's basement, actually. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I'm going to throw these two guys into the screen so that if I die, they can carry on the legacy of crap that is this show. Welcome in, Green Bay Packer fans, to another show of Lombardi's Bar. I'm your bartender, Dan Connick. Thank you so much for joining us. Are you rested? Did you have a nice long weekend watching some terrible, terrible football for the most part? Well, it is time. It is time to get ready for Green Bay Packer playoff football. The journey begins now for another Super Bowl. We are brought to you by our friends at Artec Ventures here at Lombardi's Bar. The goal of Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Visit ArtecVentures.com for more info. Your drink special for today, leading up to a divisional matchup with the San Francisco 49ers, is... Second time around, no matter who we fit. Well, okay, the Bucks, the Bucks. I was gonna say the whole. It's gonna be second time around for everybody, but it's not. But this weekend it is. That's what's important. Second time around, we're playing the 49ers. The drink served in a nice little shot glass, real quick shooter. What's in it? It is just the runoff from all the bar mats because I feel like that's kind of like the second time around for all the drinks that you've had the entire night, like the shots and the. You know, the overflow from the beer, you just pour all that into a shot glass, shoot that mother back a little second time around for all the stuff you've drank earlier that night, which is exactly what we got with the 49ers this week. Let's bring in these two guys here. It's Todd Varney and Jimmy Christensen to talk about this game and everything else. Packer football. Gentlemen, how you doing tonight? I feel I felt great until Todd made me made me laugh and get Zevia in my nostrils. And so now my nose is killing me from this carbonated beverage yo shit happens when you're hanging out with me man you should just be aware at all times i hate you so much that was you know you you know you can't take a drink unless i'm on mute i don't know why you would try that well everyone was off the screen and then you popped back in right that's true that's true that That was that was that was that that's not on jimmy that todd executed that perfectly as Nick kicked all of us off before the thing. And Todd, Todd's an assassin. He came in and he sniped Jimmy. One shot, one kill. He got him. Dude, since we So we just put our house up on the market today to sell it. And since I've been home from work, I've spilt beer on the couch. And I just thought I was going to just have Zevia just all over the ground. Because yeah, Todd I, made me spit it out. I was watching your little thumbnail at the bottom. And I thought for sure you were like going to wreck your computer. <laughs> I don't even I'd much rather have my computer at this point than Des coming downstairs and saying, seriously, Jimmy, enough a goddamn stain on the carpet. I guess last thing I need. Jo- going to Jacob's question here, is are you in a jail cell, Todd? Like what's what is the 
what is the setup? I, I'm sorry, do jail cells have nice high-end blinds? And Maybe like the nice like white-collar ones. Texas oh, ones. you think I'm going to end up in a white-collar jail if I go to jail? I appreciate that. No, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm playing on the road this week. I got let out of mom's, got let out of mom's basement, so just <laughs> hiding out. I've got some new surroundings. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it, Jay. I We're going to put that in. I know. After I said something, I was like, oh, Todd, Todd's really biting his tongue on this one. Yeah, you're welcome. We're going to put that as a as a, uh, a Bakhtiari bet later. Over, <laughs> under, how many stings? Are Depends Todd, what we're talking Todd. about. Basement, not many. Bedroom, probably a lot. <laughs> uh, guys, let's get into uh, buy around, pay the tab here for this week. No Packer game, obviously, this past week because, as we talked about, the Packers too good at football. And so the NFL told them to take a week off and let the other teams play a little bit of football as well. So uh, leading up to this week, the divisional game against the San Francisco 49ers at Lambeau, let's buy a round for some Packer players and just Packers in general. Brought to you by our friends at Lakefront Brewery. Lakefront Brewery is one of Wisconsin's largest craft breweries. Since its founding in 1987 by brothers Russ and Jim Klish, Lakefront has earned numerous awards and created many industry firsts. Lakefront's brewery tours are among the most popular in the United States with over 100,000 guests taking the tier tour yearly. I'm having a trouble with this today. I'm having a trouble. <laughs> I'm having a trouble. All right, guys. I'm nah, you're doing fine, man. Keep it up. Try to get Brewing flavorful, high-quality craft beer has been their passion for over 30 years, and they'd love to tell you their story over a pint and a tour next time you are in beautiful Milwaukee. Visit lakefrontbrewery.com to schedule your tour today. I'll even come visit with you. There you go. I don't know if that would uh, encourage yeah, we're trying to get more people. people. To go we're trying to drive oh, traffic to the brewery. You. Jimmy, who are you buying around for this week? Yeah, I. For me, this was surprising news today. Uh, so it's kind of fifty-fifty on Twitter. Some people saw it coming, some people didn't. But the Packers released Kingsley Kiki, friend of the show, um, and I. I was definitely surprised by it. I know he hasn't really produced that much this year. He was a healthy scratch, and then he missed due to COVID, personal reasons. Uh, I, there has to be more to this story, but good luck on your future career. Buy you a drink on your way out of Green Bay. Um, I just I did not expect him to be released right now. But you know they're confident in the defensive line that we've been having. They they've been performing pretty well with or really well without him. It's not like he was a crazy integral part of it. But um, Kingsley Kiki, good luck in the future. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, kind of weird timing too for for a guy to get released right now. Like you said, he hasn't contributed a lot this season, but we've seen what he's capable of in the past. And you would think at some point. If he's healthy, he can contribute a little bit at least, but I guess they're they're comfortable moving on without him. Yeah, and they said, you know, that week, uh, was it week 16, 15 yeah. against the Browns, scratched due to personal reasons or personal issues. All, all we want, Packer fans, I'm sure, just want him to make sure that he is doing okay mentally, physically, whatever it is. We hope, Kingsley, that you, whatever you do the next part of your career, your life, you do big and great things and just take care of yourself because we love you. Um, Todd. Uh, I'm going to buy a round. Like you said, uh, the Packers are too good at football. The NFL told them to take a week off. A big reason that they are too good at football is Brian Gutekunst. Uh, not a lot of love this year 
at, at least from, from us in this segment, um, going towards Brian Gutekunst. And I also want to shout out John Eric Sullivan and John Wojciechowski, uh, a couple of guys there on the personnel side of things that are uh, integral parts in bringing in guys like Reswell Douglas throughout the year, uh, as well as uh, Devondre Campbell last year, Winnie Merciless, just a, a pile of guys that we've saw come through and some dudes in the front office that don't get quite the love that, that they probably deserve. When's the first time you heard of John Mochikowski? Yeah, you one, you absolutely nailed it. Thank you. Uh, that's exactly how it's pronounced. I'm almost positive. It was he learned his name when the guy told him that he'd get Todd's Todd free tickets to the game yeah. if he shouted them out on the show. <clears throat> because just, that's the only reason I assume Todd is is shouting them out on the show. Absolutely not. Uh, this actually was a conversation I had uh, a couple weeks ago with friend of show Wes Hodkowitz. Uh, just asking him about, you know, some of the, the other things, uh, believe it or not, Jimmy, he does talk about things besides MMA outside. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure actors. you're reading um, on the Wikipedia page, but no, this is absolutely a conversation I would, I had with Wes. I Someone it. get Wes on the phone. Yeah. Get I'm Wes calling him right, right now. Before the end of the show. <laughs> I mean, I've got the receipts. I'm not sharing them with you guys though. You don't deserve that. <laughs> All right. <Trump>. Um, <laughs> Or you know, you're the you're the my pillow guy. Todd's got all the evidence. He's got all the information. I'm not gonna show it to him though. Um, all right. I am gonna buy a round for that's the meanest fucking comparison anyone's <laughs> ever made for me. I honestly I'm uh... I really liked it. So I just got it. I was like, it doesn't get better than my pillow guy. I'm done. <laughs> I that's fucking rude. <laughs> The, the worst part is I can't tell if Todd's actually upset and offended. Or I hope if he's so. Just trying to play it off. Fuck Todd. If we get him offended, here's, here's the important state, question: great. Do you give a shit either way? No. I care about. I'm not talking to you, Jimmy. At a, Shut at a, up. At a, at, a, <laughs> at a deep-rooted human level, I care about you, Todd, and I, I want to make sure we have a nice professional relationship. Oh, now you want to have a professional relationship? Two years of doing this Two show, years. and all of a sudden, Dan gives a shit about being professional. <laughs> Almost exactly. Buy around, Dan. Buy around. Whitney freaking Merciless. The dude's a cyborg animal. How do you go from tearing your bicep like seven weeks ago, and now you're getting ready to come out here and kick ass in the playoffs? I freaking love it. As I said on Twitter, if we win a Super Bowl, with Whitney Merciless playing on this team, I'm buying jerseys for everybody in the family. Me, the dog, the wife, the kid, everyone's getting a Whitney Merciless jersey. I, did, I almost went tattoo, but I'm, I'm trying to stay away from the tattoo bets right now because I'm a little gun shy. So we'll I go think jersey. you have to do it. We Todd and I both have to get butt tattoos. I th- honestly think we need to get a way for you to have to get one, and it can just be a Lombardi's Bar event of just all of us getting all the, the nice- tattoos. Ink on the booty. The thing, if we do tattoos, we need to get Kurt Benkert's father is out here on Twitter posting all of his amazing uh, needlework. The dude's an artist. Okay. We, that's who we need to get out here. He's a tattoo artist? or He's he... a tattoo artist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Butt tattoos with, with KB's dad. Let's figure out how to get that done. Uh, real quick before Dan continues doing whatever he's been doing. I uh, like shout, this conversation. Shout out to this John really Jay. Uh, 
had uh, Brandon Snide and I on his channel earlier this evening, talk a little 49ers Packers matchup. So uh, shout out to him for, for letting us come on there and pollute his airwaves for a while. <laughs> sorry if you had to watch what we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I love, well, sorry for everyone that has to watch this live stream from the tattoo parlor. I would, we're putting that shit behind a paywall. That's Patreon yeah. money. Dan, we both are going to have to get one. It's it's up to you now to figure out what you're getting on your ass. <laughs> I've got some ideas. So uh, do I. If you, if, yeah. One, my name. I think that's just ideal. I want that's what I'm the getting. more people with my name tattooed on their ass, the better. Uh, what's, the, what's the running tally at right now? One, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> just this guy. My wife was not too thrilled. <laughs> Nope. No, she wasn't. Todd has the video of it. And it was, it was an interesting conversation to have with Todd in the room. <laughs> I'm very happy he was there. It was, I will say I have watched a lot of people, uh, friends, wives, especially try to keep on a nice, polite, happy face while being absolutely pissed off. Des does it better than anybody. Uh, <laughs> there, there was a little laugh. There was a giggle. But she was so, so mad. It was fantastic. I was waiting. Like, thankfully, uh, she was holding my son at the time. So yeah. she wasn't able to swing on Jimmy. But she wanted to start swinging on yeah. Jimmy. When she smiles and says, I'm so mad at you right now, you know you're in deep <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. You know, my ass is tatted. It's no big deal. Yeah. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to pay the tab here. Now, Todd, who needs to pay the tab going into this week? Um, so I had written something down and then I erased it because I had a different mm -hmm. idea and I don't remember what it was, but I think <laughs> it's coming back to me. And if not, uh, then I'm just going to run with this one. Jerry Jones <clears throat> needs to pay the tab while we're on the topic of ass tattoos. I don't know what he is thinking, keeping a guy like Mike McCarthy employed, no discipline on the team, terrible clock mm -hmm. management not accepting responsibility for uh, the shit show that we saw on Sunday. So absolute Jerry Jones, pay the tab, fire what's, Mike McCarthy. What's, what is the, con what's the connection between you went from speaking of ass tattoos, Jerry Jones, that was, that was the, that because was since he's not firing Mike McCarthy, I have to get a bowl of mashed potatoes tattooed on my ass, Dan. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I knew that the bowl of mashed potatoes tattoo was a thing. I didn't know what it was for. Yep. That's what that's for. <laughs> wait. So wait, what's the, what is the official, like, is there a certain time he has to be fired by? If he week is one. their coach week one of season three. That's that next year. This, this coming season, if he is sure still he their is. coach. This is, geez. Why do I feel like he just started there? Because he did. Well, he's, he's a highly successful NFL three. head coach, and he's good at making you forget about dumb shit That's that he does. True. That's true. He's a good coach. Lifetime contract. Jimmy, who needs to pay the tab? Yeah, I'm going with um, the offensive line. They they played really well this year without a lot of their key guys. Obviously, Elton Jenkins is still out, but they have Bakhtiari back. Hopefully, I know he played last time, but I, I always get nervous with him missing practice, getting limited practice today. Uh, we expect him to to play again against the 49ers. Uh, 
Billy Turner was a full participant today. Josh Myers is back. We're finally going to have an almost entirely off healthy offensive line minus Elton Jenkins. So it's time for them to show what they can do now as a four out of five healthy starters, have a really dominant game, open up those run lanes for AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones in a really cold Lambeau field. Uh, I really think that's going to be the key to this week is just going to be pound the ball and then get it to Devante because, uh, he's going to fucking torch him. So I, it's just, it's the offensive line. They have to step up. I know they're going to, but just like you did with Eric Stokes, when you bashed him way earlier on this season and said how he sucked and he was a bust. I'm just giving encouragement to the offensive line right now. That, that was still way out of line, Dan. I, it worked. Did it work? <clears throat> yeah, what but I wouldn't it? call him a bust after just the pre, he didn't, I didn't even play a game. A bust. I said, I said, here's the standard. Todd, and he, he called it. him one. And I felt like Eric Stokes pretty much every game this year met the standard. You said it was the worst draft pick the Packers had ever made. Mm-hmm. Now that's a filthy You said lie. you would never change your mind on him. Yep. And that anything positive you said about him moving forward was purely a lie. Correct. I remember <laughs> all of those things. Your words, not mine. I mean. <laughs> he didn't make those up. Check me. All right. Good job, Todd. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I uh, Very professional my... boss right there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, is your baby born yet? Thank you, Katie. (laughs) We're all wondering the same thing. We're all ready for that little son of a bitch to get here. When was the due date, or is the due date? The due date is February 3rd. Oh, you're fine. I know. You're fine. I know. We're not not behind schedule by any means. But you're already calling him a son of a bitch for not being? multiple times I've referred to. He's barely a fucking, he's not a preemie anymore. (laughs) No, he's fully developed now. He knows. He hears. We've had conversations. Dude, he's gonna fuck with you and come out on a Packers Super Bowl. Well, we've yes. already we've already planned we've already planned the 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 timing of it. He has to come before an actual Super Bowl. He doesn't. Medically, he does. <laughs> no, don't you get like two weeks? And after championship game, look, there's game, a lot. There's a five lot minutes of, left a in lot the game. Of, this is HIPAA. This is all HIPAA. Five minutes left in the game. The wife says, "Hey, we got to go." Five minutes left in the NFC Championship game. Tie game. What are you doing? Well, I, I mean, we're going. Obviously. Oh, not a oh. Packer fan. Put her in an Uber. Whoa. Tell her you'll meet her later. <laughs> we need a new host, man. Jeez. She can. We'll if. If that's going on, if that's happening, we'll we'll have about an hour before we leave to get ready, right? Roughly an hour after she says we need to go right now. No, after you know, after like the contractions are starting and stuffs going on, you got about an hour to so halftime to go to the hospital. Halftime, it starts. It gives me plenty of time to pull the game up on my phone, get everything into the car, and then. You know, you're we'll no make a long a game time. time decision if she's okay to drive or not, so I can watch. But other either way, we'll have it on the radio, dude. That shit, it doesn't like it's not contractions and then an hour you need to go. Like that shit lasts a long time before you actually need to. Get yeah, I go get the car ready now. Do you got the car seat in yet? That's what they told us. We went to birthing class, and that's what they told us. No, tell those fucking idiots they're dumb. They're like a until... was like contracting for a whole day before <laughs> sorry, we took her. Sorry, yeah. Kelsey, Thank but you, you really, really need to get the car packed. And Thank you. you definitely need to get the car seat in there. Kelsey, while we're on this topic, are you dilated? HIPAA. <laughs> HIPAA. Ed, 
Ed brings a very good point. Dan, you don't have to go anywhere. You're not I don't like this conversation. <laughs> also, home births are a real thing. Just fucking put the tub on. You're good. Call 911. They'll walk you through it. It's like yeah. step-by-step instructions that they've got. It's I don't hard. like this conversation anymore. <laughs> Just watch out for that placenta, man. It'll get you. Okay, now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I was waiting until something. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> think- what are we even on right now? I don't know. I think we're waiting for your – wait, did we all pay the tab? No, I haven't yet. I got sidetracked. <laughs> what, why are you? What are about you my doing? Baby. Well, fucking hurry up, dude. Packer That's fans, funny. all of you, every single one of you, pay the tab. If you are ending up at Lambeau Field Saturday mm-hmm. evening, you better not sit down for a goddamn second. Nope. Don't even don't even bother spending the money on the seat cushion at the door. Don't even bother. You're not going to need it. Nope. Stand up the entire time and scream your head off. That's I will. it. Absolutely. Any Clark Thank gave you. you guys permission yeah. to tell anyone Clark behind said, that. Go fuck said we have to. That's right. And Aaron Jones gave his little like, oh yeah, opposing players said that Lambo's the loud, one of the loudest stadiums. We got to show up. They probably didn't, but you know, that's a good way to get no, fans was a, into that it. That was a downright filthy lie. Um, but Still, again, this is the first this is the first playoff game back with a full crowd. No, last two the last games, two games last year, not a full crowd, only about, you know, what was it, like 10,000, I think. Yep. We're back. This is the chance, this is the opportunity. Don't waste this. And I swear to god, if you sell your tickets and it ends up in a 49ers fans hands, just never enter the state of Wisconsin again. Who's homeboy on Twitter, like connecting Packer fans with tickets? Kyle something. Oh yeah, he's been like doing 50 an amazing. Pa- yeah, like fifty people. Yeah, good work. Doing to the you. Lord's work, man. Yeah, they better Buy get him around. a job at Lambo today. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, you pay the tab. Todd, did you have the? You were paid the tab. Did you have anyone pay the tab yet? I, I did. Yeah, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, of course. But <laughs> real off topic today. Jerry Jones, yeah. ass tattoos, your wife's birth. <laughs> A lot of different topics. Um, all right. I think let's uh this is a good time. We've got the we've got the end of year awards coming up here in just a minute. Our Lombaris, as I like to call them. But before we do that, let's play a little game of Producer Nick, super fun trivia time. Is that what the segment's called now? Just named it. All right. All right. Well, so I came up with this kind of last minute, and I was kind of uh, toying with how I should word it. So um, this is what we'll go with. Maybe not the best way to word it. There's different ways I could have phrased it, but we'll go with this one. So this coming weekend will be the ninth time in Packers history in which they have hosted a divisional round playoff game. So in their previous eight games in the divisional round played at Lambeau Field, how many of those games have they lost? What a bummer of a fucking question. That's why I said – that's why I was toying with how to word it, but I feel like as far as challenge-wise, it was the best way to word it. Okay, so – Three. So wait, I want to – what's the question again? It's There's eight so, divisional so, games that they've hosted. 
Yep. So this weekend will be the ninth. So they've hosted eight divisional round games. So how many of those eight games? Yes. How many of those games have they lost? Two. Three. I I can only I I think it's got to be like, yeah. I think it has to be like two. I can't think of any. I can't. I can only really think of one or two. Actually, two. I can Atlanta only think of two. and the Giants. Right. Yeah, Atlanta? that's what I'm going with. I'm going to stick with that, too. 49ers, Giants, other teams. Well, so as divisional round games lost at Lambeau is one. Fuck off. The Giants in oh. 2012? The Giants in 2012, correct. Atlanta must have been a wild card. Atlanta was a wild card game. Yeah. Yep. Mike Vick went nuts. And that 49ers, that 49ers game, was that like five, six years ago? That was a wild card game. Dang. So, I remember. I remember so that. why would you pick that question right now? Yeah. The, 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 yeah point the, the, the point of the question is that when Green Bay plays at home in the divisional round, it, they're, it, it, they're going to win is, is what I'm trying to get at is the point. Except, except for that for one the, time except, when we were except for the one really time that they were 15 and one and lost. Coming off off. Nick. Oh. God damn it, Nick. I was so mad. I almost just called you Jacob. That's how pissed off you made me. I almost fought a child at a Buffalo Wild Wings during that game. What? Yeah. Not like really, but like, you know. That was a rough game, man. We were 15 and 1. That should have been our year. I don't don't like this conversation. Let's move on. I'm sitting there cheering on, or I'm sitting there. I'm not cheering. I'm wallowing. Okay, and let's this little talk about the 2014 NFC Championship. Giving me fucking daggers. While we're going to be talking about shit that fucking hurt. Who wants to talk about 2016? <laughs> you want to? That's just my, that's my dad's just, dead. You want to talk about that, Dan? <laughs> I mean, come we on, throw in that one. How about the Lombaris? Huh? How about the Lombaris? How about those Lombaris? I don't know. You I really guys thought the dead dad topic was going to be really fun. You guys voted on him. We got. About, I think, six categories up for grabs here. So, Nick, let's start with uh, let's start with our first one on the list here. I've, and that I will, is... I, I want to go, go into ahead. this, Dan, and let everybody know I did not stuff the ballot box this year. I did not send the link out to anybody. I abstained really from voting, voting myself. I know there was uh, talks of collusion last year, uh, even though I was the outright winner of everything cool. Uh, so I just want to clear the air on that. That's super. Uh, Nick, let's start with the first one. Newcomer of the year. Best newcomer. So this is rookie, first time, first year with the Packers. Where do you guys go with this one? How, who's, your new, who's your best newcomer of the year? I'm going to go Eric Stokes. Uh, stepped in, filled a, a huge void. We weren't really sure what to expect from him in his rookie year, how much time he would see uh, with Kevin King, probably going to be a pro bowler uh, the way that he was looking at, you know, preseason and coming into it. Um, but being forced in there to play a lot with Jair going down uh, and, and holding his own as a rookie all season, I think uh, it's got to go to him. Not a bad one, Jimmy. 
Yeah, mine's going to be a little bit cheating on this. Uh, PJ put in the chat, obviously Campbell's the obvious answer. Uh, him and Razul Douglas are the big ones, but I'm going to go with the player that we've actually seen around a lot, but we've seen a different version of him. I like to call him um, P.D. Dean Lowry. Uh, just the new version of himself. After taking those steroids that he did, really transformed himself into a different player. Um, so, you know, steroid Dean Lowry, I, I, you're the best newcomer on this team right now. Not only, Not only just bending the rules of the voting process. Yes. But also throwing Dean Lowry under the bus of the uh, banned substance testing of the NFL. I am, I am pro steroids. So if anything, this is giving him a bigger shout out. All right, uh, Nick, our winner for best newcomer of the year voted on you by the fans, a tie, a dead tie between Devondre Campbell and Eric Stokes. So Todd, good job, Todd on board there. But Devondre Campbell getting a lot of love as well as the newcomer of the year. <laughs> did we get did we get a decent amount of votes or was it like a tie of like five to five? We got roughly about 16 votes. Well, <laughs> I wish you didn't done. say the number. I wish no. you didn't say the number. Yeah. Well, that's why have. that's why I was like super happy that Todd was like, I didn't even share the link. I did, I don't know if Thanks, I did either. Todd. And one of, one of the one of the votes was Robin Adams for Wisconsin Sports Heroes, who voted Todd for every fucking category. God damn it! Shout out Robin. That's my guy. <laughs> All right, our next award. Oh, next so was I in third, or were there more people? No, I disqualified that whole. You you get to be newcomer of the year. That's not fair. Nick, yeah. our next award. Biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. The guy that you that came onto the scene, busted in here, had no idea he was gonna do this. Who is who do you go with, Jimmy? Uh I think for me it's gonna be John Runyon. Uh it started off a little bit rough for him, but he turned around and became a really solid part of that offensive line. Obviously, still being there now. Uh Lucas Patrick took over for Braden. Uh, at that right tackle now that Meyer's back. But I th I think it started off a little bit rough for him, but then he came a really talented left guard, filling in really nicely for Elton Jenkins. So John Runyon Jr., uh, you got my vote for biggest surprise because I kind of thought you were going to suck. So <laughs> expectations are low. <laughs> Todd? Uh, I'm going to go with Razul Douglas on this one. Uh, if we remember when, when the Packers signed him, Everyone was clamoring for Stefan Gilmore that mm -hmm. week. And instead we got Razul Douglas and everybody kind of scratched their head and was like, Oh wow. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, he's turned out to be pretty damn good. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely tip my cap there. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, for a lot of these awards, you could go almost as the same group of like four or five, four or five guys. Razul Douglas, Devondre Campbell, like Jimmy was saying, John Runyon, I, or uh, John Runyon, Dean Lowry before. Call him uh, by his real name. What's his real name? Steroid Dean Lowry. Steroid Dean Lowry. Um, <laughs> they, uh, that's, those are all guys that you could say were biggest surprises this year. Um, 
The winner, though, voted on you, the fans, is none other than Rasul Douglas. Razak Ghoul. I hate that Todd's two for two. I'm pretty sure Todd just looked at all these at a time. I how I don't know where it's at. Yeah, he I was gonna say it's access we, to this. Do we have it's the on info? all of the all of the stuff is loaded in beforehand. Oh, I'm not gonna look at that. I, <laughs> I was here like three minutes early. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Unsung and I was busy hero. filling out my stuff. Come on. Come Unsung on. <laughs> hero award. This award goes to the player or players that make the impact on the game that isn't seen in the stats or the highlights. These are the guys that are out there doing the dirty work day in and day out that don't get the love from the national media, the fans as much. Who's your unsung hero, Todd? Uh, I think I'm going to go John Runyon Jr. on this one. Uh, Jimmy hit the nail on the head. Wasn't sure what he was going to be coming into the season and has filled in pretty nicely on the front line there. Jimmy? Uh, I'm torn between two. I'm going to go – yeah, I'm going to go offense with uh, Alan Lazard. During the, the early parts of the year, he was kind of quiet. He was just a really – obviously, we know he's one of the best, if not the best, blocking wide receiver in the NFL. But now this month of December, he's really uh, he's really come on strong. What was it, Todd? You said the other day Devontae leads the NFL in touchdowns in December with with six and Alan Zard's five. Yeah. Uh, so he he just came out really strong. He's filling in that number two wide receiver role with Randall Cobb's injury, MVS being up and down facing injury and COVID himself throughout the season. So Lazard's really stepped up, uh, and I just don't think he really gets enough praise. The Lazard's a good one. I hadn't really I hadn't really From thought Picorian about Picorian timeout. Uh, Jay and uh, Lambo Labo had a really both had good ones, yeah. Same person, but yeah, Yash, yeah. Well, the thing with our unsung hero of the award, we have another tie, and it's not just two, it's not just three, but four people tying a four unsung hero. (laughs) Nick, throw it up there two from the offense, two from the defense, both in the trenches, though. It's Yash Nyman, John Runyon Jr., friend of the show, Kenny Clark, and Dean Lowry, or P.E.D. Lowry. Thank you. Kind of surprising that Kenny Clark makes Unsung Hero after getting voted to his first Pro Bowl. But it he's so fucking good. I think it's more of like national media-wise, he doesn't get the credit he yeah, deserves. Every Packer good. fan would die for Kenny Clark. But I just don't think, like, media-wise, they realize he is top five defensive lineman. <laughs> what about producer? No. no. Honorable mention. Yeah. No, asshole. No, 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 no. Uh, let's go to best game of the year. Obviously, only regular season because we've got more great games coming up this year. But 17 games on the schedule, guys. What was the best game of the year for you, Jimmy? Uh, I'm going to steal this one. So Todd can't use it. I I think I'm going to go the, the 49ers game. We're playing them this week coming up in the playoffs, but that last second 51 yard field goal from Mason Crosby, um, was amazing. What was it like 32 seconds left on the clock? They yeah. Packers were down, came back 37, were able to score. 37. That's what I meant to say. Uh, twos look like sevens. Anyways, that, and you teach kids. That, that was my, uh, <laughs> that was my game of the year. Last second win. It's hard to beat that. 
It's a good one. Todd? Yeah, thanks for not stealing mine, Jimmy. Mine is actually the Cardinals game. Uh, big moment for Russell Douglas. And it was a, a matchup between, I mean, that was the first loss for the Cardinals at the time. Um, a, a really tough matchup for a team that was playing really well. So it was nice to go into their house, uh, even though the fans outnumbered Cardinals fans easily. Uh, nice to go into their house and come out with a big win there. Without Devontae Adams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Without and it was Devonte Adams without Alan Lazard, like that was the that was the game. I feel like that kind of put the stamp on on the season that this is this is a special team. And funny enough, Todd, the winner, as voted on by the fans of best game of the year, was Arizona. Week eight, capped off by that Razul Douglas interception in the end zone. Whatever. Hmm. I mean, I that has for, to be. Am I four for four right now? Doesn't count. Two viewers were tied, so I'll give you three. <laughs> Actually, I'll give you three point seven. Let me let me ask you this question: When they, like, when they put the video together of this Super Bowl yep. year DVD, what's the first non-Super Bowl highlight? Like, what's the marquee highlight of the season? Is it that interception? Is it the is it the Mason Crosby field goal? Is it the I still own you? Like what like what's the what's the moment from the regular season? I feel like that's it. I would do the I still own you. Yeah. Be, because Aaron Rodgers is going to be the, the focal point of that that film or that video, it will be I still own you. All right. All right. We have creative differences. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, the last two awards, the big awards of the year, the MVPs. First, for the Packers, the MVP, the non-Rodgers category, obviously. Uh, where do you go with this one, guys? MVP of this team, non-Aaron Rodgers. Todd, which way do you go? Uh, I'm going to go with Cousin Devante. I mean, the, the guy last year put himself at the top of the list of, of wide receivers in the league. And this year just continue to prove it week in and week out. It doesn't matter how many guys you put on him to try and shut him down. He's going to make you hurt. Uh, and and that's what he does every single week that he's out there. So I'm going Cousin Devontae all the way. All right, Jimmy? Uh, I'm going to do Devontae Campbell. Uh, coming in as a street-free agent, people kind of shit on that a little bit, and it completely changed our defense. We've never had that talented of a linebacker. First all-pro linebacker from what until last time was what this yeah 60 yeah. i don't know uh 60. so <laughs> i don't know uh so devon campbell just incredible season completely changed the defense because really obviously with Razul's different uh or a different person coming in this year as well but besides that it was a lot of the same pieces there but he's like the big standout change to what really fixed this defense yeah i agree uh winner of your MVP award for the Green Bay Packers this year is Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell, the quarterback of that defense. And like you said, like that's out of all the cool awards, out of all the stuff that's coming from and has come from this year so far, having a guy like Devondre Campbell, who again, a, a street free agent, as he mentioned in his Instagram post, Agents and NFL execs telling him that he's on the back end of his career. 
He's, you know, he, he he's done. He, he he's not, he's not going to be playing football anywhere else. Comes into Green Bay, where, like you said, haven't had an all-pro there since Rain freaking Nitschke. And Weird. I thought for sure down. A.J. Hawk and Blake Martinez were all pros. I don't think we can compare A.J. Hawk and Blake Martinez. I feel like that's a slight to A.J. Hawk. Because they were both trash. It's fine. <laughs> A.J. Hawk is a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. There, there are that. lots of Super Bowl champions that weren't that good. <laughs> and uh, our final award of the night. Just give um, it to Todd already. I don't. Yeah, we all know this. which way this is going. I would like to say that out of all four people that were up for this vote, Todd, Jimmy, myself, and Nick, I did come in second, which I, I take as a win. I swear in my life, did producer Nick beat me because I'm just going <laughs> to No, you and right Nick now. actually tied for last with one vote each. Uh, the winner, of course, is Todd Varney again. I didn't even need to find a new picture for this year. This was already saved in my Photoshop <laughs> files of Todd and this is stupid turkey hat. <laughs> Well, I hey, I appreciate everybody that watches every week. We we say it every year or multiple times a year. Uh, even if there was only three people that watch this, we'd do it. We have a blast doing it. Uh, you guys in the chat make it that much better. I will say, if we're voting on this based on actual work done for the show, Dan and Nick should both be oh, yes. much higher than than myself. So the show doesn't happen without those guys. Jimmy, give it or take. After yeah, I don't need to be here at all. But go Yeah, Jimmy and I are pretty pretty replaceable on this one. Uh, Dan and Nick are the ones that that really make it work. So shout out to to you guys for everything you do. No, Todd. Todd deserves it. Todd does a ton of legwork behind the scenes. Not just for each and every show, but I mean, just in general for hustling for the show, for the website, for everything. Todd's a hustle. I'm a hustler, baby. Uh, let's get to, uh, before we get to our bar bets. So you're not going to compliment at... me after that? Though? Like, you, you did like a really nice I thing thought Todd, Todd. I thought Todd, I thought Todd. Pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really, that is very true. <laughs> Jimmy also does things. And for Jimmy is also the show on the website. Most of the time. Also, yeah, I have a microphone. <laughs> he occasionally Jimmy sends out internet. Sends oh. out the link to the guests. No, that's a couple thing. minutes after the show. That that is one thing to note. We wouldn't have the amount of of big name Packer players and guys like that coming on the show if without the work that Jimmy does. So I really didn't want to compliment. I just really kind of was inviting you guys I to know, shit on I'm me just more. Saying. <laughs> Might as well th- spread the love around here a little bit. Drunk tweet of the week. This week, uh, I mean there was there was tons of fodder out to the, out this whole week because people were pulling up a lot of receipts. But this one, a fresh one coming out here from whoever the fuck this is. Shelby uh, tweeting. Shelby tweeting. <laughs> Shelby tweeting. Now Todd's like, God damn it, it's a troll. Or Diana, sorry. <laughs> but literally just coming out here to throw throw some bombs as the Packers get ready for, for the playoffs. That's exactly what it is. We all know what it is. But that doesn't make it any less of a, a drunk, stupid tweet. So go on back to your big, empty, bird-killing castle and 
enjoy us watching or enjoy watching us kick the shit out of the rest of the NFC this week and next week. Yeah. I really did like that name though. Should we tweet? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what a stupid Matt Pickett role model. Todd is a role model. Uh let's get to some let's get to some bar bets, guys. For this week, coming up against the 49ers. Real quick before we get to that, we should probably just off the top of what's what are you most looking forward to this week against the 49ers? We didn't prep for it. I haven't prepped for it. So we're all on the same page here. What what are you most looking forward to this week, Jimmy? I think for me is how we're going to figure out um, how to slow down Debo Samuel. Uh, extremely explosive. Uh, he can get the ball in the backfield. He's a really dynamic wide receiver. He's a much better Cordell Patterson. Um, I just want to know what our plan is to stop him. Obviously, we have Jair Alexander back. That's a big boost um, going into this game. Uh, Razul Douglas is playing at a high level as well, but just figuring out what to do with him because if we can slow him down, then really we just have to worry about George Kittle, who also scares the shit out of me. But Debo Samuel, priority number one for me. I'd agree. Todd? I am looking forward to an absolutely rowdy fourth quarter at Lambeau Field uh, with a demoralized 49ers team on the sidelines. Their fans already leaving the stadium, the few that have that have made the trek uh, because it's cold and their team is going to be down uh, by an insurmountable total. Uh, that's going to be the best part. There is very, very little concern I have coming into this game. This team all season long has felt different uh, than any other team that they've put out there before. They, they've got a, a swagger and an attitude to them that I haven't seen any other team in the league play with or have. Uh, and the 49ers certainly are a team that has that this season. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not a fucking quarterback that's going to come into Lambeau Field and win this game. With the hurt shoulder and hurt thumb. In and Trey Lance isn't that quarterback either. So, hey, he's been imitating Aaron Rodgers in practice, so he is an MVP-level player. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> PJ put a good point in the chat. I am. This is another thing that I'm I'm wondering about is how yeah. the talent blends back together. Like yeah. bringing in players, obviously they're a huge boost to the defense, but just that chemistry the defense built all season, just to see how they they kind of fill in into those roles without fucking that up, uh, is going to be fun to see. Yeah, I think when you look at, um, you know, having guys like uh, Whitney and Zedarius back, you got to think, I mean, they're going to be on a snap count and they're probably going to be taking a few extra snaps, but mostly replacing the snaps that were Jonathan Garvin and Tipa Nalia. So at that point, uh, talent outweighs chemistry when it comes to the, the difference between the caliber of player right there. Nothing against Tipa and Jonathan, but you're, you're talking about, you know, two completely different mm -hmm. level of players. Uh, at, at that point, I don't think it really has a lot to do with, with that. And as far as the continuity goes, I mean, you look at the offensive line, there hasn't been continuity there all season and they've been able to plug and play and keep going. So yeah. I think if, if they're able to have a different left tackle every other week and not miss a beat, I think having the best left tackle in the league step in, uh, they'll probably figure out how to how to deal with that too. Yeah, I, I gotta say, mine is mine is the just uh, the continuity is not the right word, but the consistency of the offense. 
Because think about a lot of those really close games. Baltimore, the Browns, Arizona. It came down to really at the end, not so much what the – because the defense was just doing – the defense did just enough to get by in all of those games. But really they were put in that position because the offense at really key times sputtered and kind of let the other team get back into their own rhythm at the end. You know, if this offense can go out here and just be a methodical machine for four quarters, this defense is going to feast and there's not going to be anything that they can do about it. The only reason that you really let them, you keep them in the game is with this offense not going down, taking long drives and scoring points, you know? So that's what I want to see. That That's what I'm most looking forward to seeing. A heavy dose of A.J. Dillon. Short little passes on the out route to to Devontae, to Lazard, and just work it down the field. I don't need it to be a track meet. Work the offense the way it's supposed to work, and we'll be just fine. Um, Barbets, guys. Barbets before the divisional round. Uh, Jimmy, you mentioned Debo Samuel. Obviously, a huge part of that 49ers offense has been since really week number three, basically, after we played them. Uh, over under 125 all-purpose yards for Debo Samuel. Does everything. Wide receiver, running back, does it all. Over under 125 all-purpose yards for Debo Samuel this week. Todd, we'll start with you. Um, that's tough. I think he's going to be uh, the, the key to them on offense is Debo Samuel. I still think I'm going to take the under on this one. I, I think if, if the, the defense keys on him, um, it's going to be very hard for him to rack up that number of yards. So I'm going to go five Bakhtiari's under. Jimmy? Uh, I'm going to go under as well, not as confident. The first time we played him, uh, he had – I looked it up today. It was 50 – I think it was like 52, 57 yards um, receiving. And I know in the run game he's definitely a weapon now, but I don't know if he'll get up to 75 yards – at that point. And I think with Jair, hopefully coming back, that should definitely help slow that down. Just a big game and boost for that defense, especially with the pass rush and <clears throat> Jimmy G being hurt coming into the cold, also not being a very good quarterback. I just don't see him getting up to that 125 yard mark. So I'm going to go under uh, three box yards. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go under as well. I think it's, it's it's really like it's for me it's a 50-50 toss up because it's either going to be a game where George Kittle is the focus of that offense and he's the one getting all of the yards and all of the production or it's going to be Debo Samuel. You know, it, it's kind of one or the other for me. Um and I think just from what we've seen the past several weeks against tight ends yeah. and the, and the Packers have actually done a pretty good job of limiting you know, guys out of the backfield, guys that are playing out of the backfield, running backs, wide receiver, whatever it is, like they've been doing a great job of keying on that. It's that middle of the field, uh, you know, over the top threat that's kind of been the the key. So I think George Kittle dominates. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four by. I'll split the difference. I will go four Bakhtiari's under for Debo Samuel, 125 yards. Let's go to uh, the Packers side of the ball, offensive side of the ball. AJ Dillon, over under 15 carries this week Todd five Bakhtiari's over it's going to be cold 
there's a chance of snow. They're going to feed that dude all night. Over. Ditto. Five box yards. Every reason he just said. It's cold. He's big as fuck. Pound it. I mean, that the thing is, is I want to say over. But like. So do it. There's, but there's so many, there's so many weapons on this field. Like AJ Dillon has only gotten over 15 carries. I think I saw like four times this whole year so far. It's been a very, it's usually a very balanced offense. And now you have all of your offensive weapons back. Basically. I just, I, I, I just wonder about 15 for AJ Dillon. I don't know. I don't know. Were those games that he had those in cold, shitty weather games by chance? Actually, most of them were about middle of the season, if I remember right. Was the weather shitty? I don't. I don't know. I I need a forecast for each one of those games. <laughs> yeah, get it together. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna temper it a little bit. I'm gonna go three under because I think it's. I, I think it's just a very spread out offensive offensive uh field for the Packers especially as uh I think it's true north has been talking about is that weak secondary for the 49ers I think that gets targeted yeah. a lot you know um last one here Get real ahead. quick Please. uh he had 15 carries against Pittsburgh uh back in early October he had 16 in Arizona 21 against Seattle in November, which was uh, not the greatest weather, if I remember correctly. Uh, He had 20 against the Rams, which was also shitty. 15 against Chicago, which was cold. Uh, And then 14 in each of the last two games uh, against Minnesota and at Detroit. Change your mind yet, Dan? No, I, 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 all of, I think all of my reasoning still was pretty sound. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still going to go just slightly under. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a, an even game. Overall. Go five Bakhtiari's under then. I'll, I'll go five Bakhtiari's under. Mark it. Nick, make it down. Five Bakhtiari's. Put the graphic up. You're so dumb. Thank you. What an idiot. <laughs> Says the person who tried, who baited Gab Goody into Gowdy into a bet for us and gave her the, gave her the spread. Never claim to be smart. If anything, I, t- I tell you guys I'm dumb all the time. So. And I want to, I want to point out here. <clears throat> yeah. So over 15 and four games, exactly. As I said, my research was sound. Fuck off Ed. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, there were also two games in which he hit 15. Once again, you refuse to make it a half and you just, you leave the opportunity for a push out there. Uh, so if you, if you want to take that away, you're looking at, uh, you know, six games. If you include the two that he had 15, uh-huh. I was mostly going at that, looking at the the weather and the time of the year of those games. Okay. Fair enough. Week 18. It was cold at Detroit. That was a, that was a chilly game inside. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, defense. The Packers defense, do they get over under one and a half turnovers? There you go, Todd. No push for you today. All time. One and a half turnovers on this uh, Jimmy G-led 49ers offense. I'll start, and uh, I will say over. I'll say four Bakhtiari's over. I think it's at least one intercept. Jimmy G's got at least one interception in him. I feel like every time he comes out and plays, and I mean, chalk chalk just another one up there thrown in there somewhere as well. So I'll say at least 
one and a half over. Todd? Yeah, five Bakhtiari's over. Uh, it's going to be a fun day for this defense. <clears throat> Tried to talk, didn't come out. I'm going to go same as Todd, five Bakhtiari's over. Uh, this weather, Jimmy G coming together is going to going to go for some uh, some inter- interceptions. Tom Brady's throwing three in the playoffs against us. I think Jimmy G's going to at that's, least match that. That's a good point. That's a good point. Last playoff game in Lambeau, one of the greatest quarterbacks turned it over three times in one half even. Yeah, um all right guys. Well, when we see each other again, hopefully we're talking about an NFC championship game. We hope to see you back again next week. We'll be here regardless to talk about everything that happened in the divisional round against the 49ers right here in Lombardi's bar every Wednesday, 8:30 Eastern, 7:30 Central. If you have not done so already, take the second to go subscribe on the YouTube page. Follow us. Get notified every time the channel goes live, just like we're gonna do in about 15, well, about 20 minutes from now with open book starting up here on the same exact channel. Make sure you're following us on Twitter as well at game on WI. You can follow all three of us on Twitter as well, right here on the little, the little yellow bubbles. Our names right there guys, anything that you want to, uh, that you want to promote or anything this week you want to let people know about. Yeah. Go check the merch store. Get your Lombardi's bar mm-hmm. gear or your game on Wisconsin gear. Speaking of the merch store. Oh, $20. $20 buy-in for the playoff squares that we're doing, the playoff squares board for this game on Saturday. $20 donated to the Kenny Clark Charity Foundation. You have a chance to win $50 gift card to the merch store. You don't have to buy Game On Wisconsin stuff. There's plenty of other stuff out there as well. Go on to Twitter. Find uh, I should actually. I'll pin it as my, as my top tweet on there. You can find that. You can find all the information. Go on there. We're raising money for Kenny Clark's charity. Go get yourself a square on the board and have a chance to win $50 gift card to the merch store as well. For Nick, for Jimmy, for Todd, Daniel Bartender saying cheers, everybody. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack.